Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Ben Fritz, and today I am so excited to welcome you to a new year. It's 2022, and we're already doing some things new here. Did you notice? (laughs) Uh, My intro changed it up a little bit there. This is something that podcast hosts often do. They kind of have their signature lead-in, sign-on, sign-off. I have a sign-on, not a sign-off really. Oh, I guess I've slowly created that as well. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe we'll hear that at the end of the pod today. Um, But this is something that I have really leaned into over the last year. And so it's kind of fitting because I'll weave in or this will be woven into what I talk about in today's podcast. Hey there, friend. (laughs) Just like very, uh, you know, I want it to be very welcoming, very grounded. I mean that when I say that I want you to feel like we are having a friendly conversation, sitting across the table, having a cup of coffee together, tea, whatever it may be, beverage of choice, I should say. But yeah, so with that, Happy New Year. I hope you are well. I am really excited about this kind of chapter of my life. And so with that, I'm excited to talk about this year in review for me because there is quite a bit from a macro level to reflect on and that that is going to shift for me going into this year. These are not like arbitrary, you know, like things that I'm trying, trying to come up with to be new right now, or, or, you know, I'm not searching for reflections. There are some very real reflectory, is that a word? Moments. So with that, why don't we kind of dive in here to what I have planned for today, which is, I actually just wrote up before, like I sat down here and I wrote up a list of questions that I wanted to run through. And so one of my strengths as like that I leaned into during coaching was that I'm really good at coming up with questions or prompts to contemplate, actually journal on things that facilitate reflection, introspection, and so I always love doing that. Like the, the, once I realized that this was a strength of mine, I've just kind of like leaned into it and used it wherever I can. So for me, like I said, I wrote these out and I'm actually going to put these below here. So if you're watching the video on YouTube, you will have these below. And if you're here hanging out with me on the podcast, I will also put those below because I would love for you to have this to, to go through for yourself and to just have as a tool to go into this uh, reflection. Now it's January 11th as I record this. And unless I get this podcast up today, it will probably not even be posted today. Maybe it will be, maybe it will be. Um, And so it's, you know, the question is kind of 
Ben, why are we doing this now? Why didn't you do this on the 2nd, the 1st, the 30th of December? Why are we doing this on January 11th? And why are we talking reflection as opposed to looking ahead, planning for setting goals, intentions, all that kind of stuff? Thank you. Thank you for asking this question because I really love it. See, friend, this is why we're here and having this conversation. Um, This is something that goes highly overlooked, undervalued when it comes to New Year's and setting goals. You know, it's not just New Year's, like any at any point. We as progress-driven humans like to be looking forwards. And so we think that's the only direction we can look in as opposed to looking backwards. We can actually learn a ton, if not even more, from looking backwards and analyzing and assessing and reflecting on that. So I really like to provide a space where I can encourage you to do the same because I don't think that that's put out nearly enough but also to keep myself accountable to do it myself because it's January 11th and I haven't fucking done it yet. So that's why we're here on this particular day, almost halfway through January is simply because I didn't want to not do it. So we're doing it. That's it. I don't have some grand plan or timing thing for you. I took a couple of weeks off with the holidays and I wasn't doing shit from you know, December 20th through the the first couple of days of January, and then just kind of a slow build back for me, really unplugged and really took that space. Uh, but yeah, okay, with that, that's intro out of the way, kind of set the stage here for what we'll talk about today. Like I said, hang out and listen to mine, but also just feel free to scoop your questions for reflection up down below, whether you are watching or listening to this. By the way, if you are on one of those platforms and want to check it out on the other, the podcast is Why the World Needs You. And my YouTube is Benjamin Fritz. And you can just go ahead and search that. They should, I should also have links below so that you can easily just click on those as well. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Question number one, and I don't have these all numbered, so I may lose those numbers (laughs) as we go here. But the first question I wrote down is, how would I describe the past year in a nutshell? Hmm. Yeah, so interesting. If you were a friend or a client or I caught up with you at any point, during 2021, that was probably how I described it. How are you doing, Ben? I'm interesting. (laughs) Things are interesting right now. I'm good, but things are interesting. It just feels like it was kind of a continual evolution. You know, like we grow over the course of years, but sometimes we have these years where a lot changes and 2021 just really seemed to be one of those years for me. And it wasn't necessarily externally. And again, this is something that I shared with people when I was kind of sharing this. And this really came up in the second half of the year and we'll kind of get to why, but like, I just kept sharing that, like, this was something that was, it just felt more internal. It's like, there wasn't a lot of external changes in my world. There were some, 
but that wasn't like the the main stage that they were taking place on. It was it was very much internal. And so I guess another way I would describe last year's not only interesting, but introspective. And I gave myself the space to do that, which for me is, is for one, something that doesn't come naturally that I've learned over time. And so I'm proud of myself that I was able to do that. But also it, it gave me the opportunity for that to actually, the things to evolve and change to actually take place. They would not have been able to do so had I squashed them or or continued to just like push forward and tried to make progress. If I was trying to be in motion, the things that have happened and where I'm at right now simply wouldn't have been able to come to be, at least not in the same way. So another word I'll throw in there in this nutshell of 2021 was ease. While there were some pretty big changes that happened and pretty significant events, it felt like a very flowy year for me. And I, again, I'm going to give myself some credit here for allowing that to be the case. I was not, I didn't have this. And if you're watching in the video, I'm like making this, I'm like gripping with my hands, like clenching my hands. I, I really was not trying to be really attached to any given outcome in the past year in 2021. I was really trying to just be very present with whatever was happening and to show up daily, 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 day to day, like I wanted to, but ultimately to just really be like, be in flow with life. And that sounds so hippy dippy, which is what I am really becoming. So that's totally cool. Um, but, but that's really the energy of it. And again, I'm, I'm so proud of myself that in and of itself is a testament to my growth because that is not how I've lived my life for the, you know, the first 30 years of my life. Um, so yes, interesting, introspective, full of space, full of growth and flowy. And, and, and I want to also note here that flowy does not mean easy. Uh, there were ups and downs, there were ebbs and flows, but I surfed the waves, I guess is the best way to put it. I kind of, I took what the, what the water was giving me. Okay. I think that's good for the first question. Moving on, what were my highlights or wins from last year? So these are moments that were most exciting, proud, celebratory, etc. Okay, so I kind of mentioned a couple even in that first segment there. I am really proud of myself for letting go of my tendency or desire to control an outcome or to be latched on to an outcome. And I let myself be with and be curious about 
experience that I experiences that I had that were different than what I had hoped for or expected, but instead of resisting them hard or being angry or upset about them, I just got curious and was like, okay, well then why is that the case? Now, granted, totally imperfect, didn't do that all the time, but for the most part, that was the case, which again, I'm just going to keep saying is kind of mind-blowing to me because it's just so far from what I used to experience. And because of that, I was able to learn and kind of be privy to so much about myself and like how I was experiencing life. So yeah, so definitely proud of that. Um, Most exciting and proud and celebratory would all describe the group coaching program that I ran this past year. I went into the year knowing that I wanted to do this, wanted to shift a little bit out of, or I didn't necessarily know, I guess, early on that it was going to be like out of the one-to-one coaching model, but I wanted to definitely try out group coaching. It just, I was very, very strongly pulled to it based on what I've learned about support, about how I can help people, about the people that I want to help and how they can best learn as big thinkers and deep feelers, observing others and being alongside others on a similar journey is something that is invaluable. And that was something that I realized that as a one-on-one coach, I couldn't provide. I could provide so much more by bringing together like people that could then see others experiencing something very similar. Because one of the the, the kind of cornerstone pieces of being a big thinker and deep feeler, and if you want to get specific with terminology, uh, an empath, highly sensitive people definitely fall in this category. And just if you felt a little bit different, like that is the the thing I was getting at was feeling different. You feel like you just experience life differently than most people. And that can be really confusing, scary, frustrating, lonely. So I knew that community, small and large, was going to be an important part of 2021 for me both in general, but also from a business standpoint. I'm really, really proud of what I put together there. I put my heart and my soul quite literally into creating that program, into running that program, into uh, kind of like gathering the people for that. Like the, the, the group that I had for that, it could not have been any better. Like it was, it was perfection. All of it was just so beautiful to me in every sense of the word. I just have so much gratitude for that experience. So much gratitude for everybody in that container, gratitude for myself, for stepping up and doing that. That was something that I knew I wanted to do. And I don't always do the things that I say I'm going to do or that I want to do, which is a big thing uh, that I'm working on really, really kind of uh, nailing in. That's part of 2020. Oh my goodness. 2022. It's part of last year, but we're really moving forward with that. Uh, But anyways, yes, that program that is, while I've had a lot of changes and I'm not going to go too far into this, I don't want to veer too far off course here from the questions, but as things change with my life and my business, 
this is one of the things that will still stay or very likely stay as a kind of foundational piece because it's it's good shit i mean i'm just gonna say like it's really really good the i've put my experiences my friends my wife's my clients experiences all into this one program and while there will be other things to come in the future as well i'm just really really proud of what this is and yeah it's a culmination of the the personal work i've done over the past decade um but also professionally over the past few years uh anything else yeah my my ability to let go of the way that i thought things had to be and this is specifically as it pertains to my coaching business and my decision to take a step back from that in this moment and period and chapter of my life. I'm really proud of that because that's not fucking easy for any of you that have kind of committed your heart and soul to anything, for any of you that have started your own business. I've been working for myself for basically eight years now, and there's a lot of pride in there. There's a lot of identity in there. And so the fact that I was able to really sit with, and again, only because I gave myself the space because it was not a comfortable or linear process. But the fact that I was able to sit with that and be very objective to everything that was going on and essentially really be honest about where I'm at right now and what's best for me, what's best for the people that I can impact right now and in the future. And of course, my family, my wife and the family that we would like to start. The best thing that I could possibly do is to take some space from coaching and building a business the way that I have been. I'm not going away from it completely, as I've talked about on the both the, the podcast and on YouTube. But yes, so that's uh, something that I am proud of because again, uh, not easy. And again, I know that uh, there's many of you listening to this that can probably, you know, definitely attest to that. Okay, that's enough for highlights and wins. Those are kind of my main ones. I'm sure there are more, but those are the ones that I wanted to, or that I guess felt like they were um, really coming up for me. Next question then is what are my lowlights from last year? So things that were the most painful, challenging, etc. Oh man. I should have done this in the other order. Should have done this lowlights and then highlights so we could shift the energy. But uh yeah, maybe I'll do that for you. <laughs> Now that I'm, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's just change it right here, right now, so that you don't have to go through what I'm going through. So that you, that the, the energy flow here can be a positive one. Um, okay, painful, challenging. Well, I mean, the obvious one, the first one that comes to mind. So this won't be chronological necessarily. Is the miscarriage that 
Jesse had and that we experienced. That was end of August, beginning of September. Uh, it was early on. It was the first time we've been pregnant. We've been trying for most of this year. And yeah, it was just really hard. The The way that I described this before is there's there's obviously a lot that goes into becoming a parent. Um, being a dad is the one thing that I've always known to be true for me that I like want in my life. It's I've just always known it. I've always felt it cliche that some of us do feel this way, male or female. Generally, it's, you know, moms say this or moms to be um, females. But as a man, I've always known that I've wanted to be a dad. So with that, though, over the past couple of years, Jesse and I just have not been in a place to start a family. And that was fine. And it was, you know, just a conversation that we'd had and we were being intentional about not doing it for certain reasons, <clears throat> excuse me. And so to, to finally get to a point where it's like, okay, let's do it. This feels good. We're excited, but we still have some fears and anxieties, of course, <laughs> um, to, to make that decision to have a pregnancy test come back positive to start getting excited about that, to try to wrap your brain around what that life change is going to be like, and that that's actually a reality for you now. And then to have the rug pulled out from under you a week or two later, being like, oh yeah, no, actually that's not true. That's not happening. Was just incredibly ungrounding. You just feel like you're in kind of a tailspin, like your world is, you know, has just been upended and it's hard to tell which way is up, which way is down. And yeah, with that, um, you know, both Jesse and I, different experiences, obviously, but I will say the hardest part about that for me was watching the pain Jesse was in like top to bottom, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, the whole thing. I was watching her be traumatized and, and just being there to observe it. And as a partner, that is really fucking hard. That was, yeah, by far the hardest part of it for me was just uh, witnessing that. And fortunately I have the tools that I have now to know that, uh, there was nothing I could do and to not try to fix it and to just be there for her. So yeah, that was definitely kind of an obvious struggle, painful, painful moment. And just quick shout out to those of you who have had a miscarriage Sorry for your loss. Uh, it's, you know, something that many, many people go through. I believe it's one in four pregnancies. Um, but yeah, Jesse and I, you know, if you've been here for a while. Jesse and I talked about that because 
we do think that it's really important that these things are talked about more and that it is more normalized and that you don't feel as lonely then when this is happening, because it was really nice for us to be able to lean on people or have people reach out to us that have had miscarriages before and to just feel that um, kindred spirit or, or that kind of common connection in you know, a way that we don't want, but is feels really meaningful. Um, other struggles, challenges. Yeah. I mean, just like with the, um, kind of like letting go of, or realizing that I was going to have to start letting go of the coaching thing, my, my, my brain and my body, my nervous system resisted that very heavily at first. It was like my my gut, my intuition, and my inner knowing known this for uh, like a while, a couple months before my, like my conscious mind could wrap itself around this. Um, so yeah, it was hard to just comprehend that. I mean, the, the way that I, experience that was essentially I I woke up on a Monday morning I hadn't talked because I was like actively promoting my group coaching program the second round of it in like end of summer going into fall and I woke up on a Monday morning and was like I didn't talk about my program at all this weekend why is that and it was very calm compassionate matter of fact that voice in my head and again which is to me mind-blowing because uh normally for me that would have been a berating just belligerent voice what the fuck you asshole why didn't you talk about what you're supposed to this weekend how could you ever think that you could bring in money or be successful or blah 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 uh no it was very calm it was just why didn't you show up and so i sat with that that week and just was very present to that and genuinely curious about it. And essentially the answer was now is not the right time. And that came through very clearly, whether that was my intuition, whether that was divine guidance, uh, whether that was one and the same, which is kind of what I believe uh, or whatever it was, it was very clear that that was the truth. And I didn't want to believe it. My brain and my body immediately thought, fought back and was like, what the fuck? That's stupid. This is how you make money. You need to make money right now. This is your baby as well. This is like the future for you. You just were so proud of this thing earlier this year. It was beautiful. What do you mean it's not the right time? But again, I created some of that space and we're just like, okay, I, I'm, I'm observing two very different voices here, two very different. One is very scared and f- fearful and frustrated. The other one is very calm and just like it has the answer and it's not really negotiable. It's just a matter of like when this other part gets to realize that uh, it maybe doesn't know all the things. Um, so, so yeah, so that was a challenge. I wouldn't say that it was painful 
as much, but it was definitely challenging to go through that period because it was pretty, uh, it was pretty much like a six to eight week period where it was just like, okay, well, I'm going to create some space then and try to figure out if like now is not the time. Okay. I can pull back, but what does that mean for the larger picture of what's going on here? And so that kind of ended in, you know, the conclusion to that then was I need to create some space from this. The best thing I can do right now is to get a full-time job, create some income and to allow what I am doing and putting into the world and putting out there be very rooted in my big creative vision for it because I do have the vision and the, I feel exactly what I want to contribute to the world, but it needs to be reimagined. And I don't want to reimagine that on a timetable. I don't want to reimagine that with a, an income tied to it. I want to create that in my own time. I want that to come organically. And that doesn't mean by not doing anything. That just means I want it to come in the time and on the timeline that it's meant to, rather than me forcing something. So again, that's kind of the nutshell version. Uh, I did a bunch of recordings at the end of the year on that, both on YouTube and on the pod. So you can go ahead and check those out for a little bit more in-depth deep dive on that and all of my other thoughts and musings around that, because I know for a lot of you, you connected with a lot of the things that I was talking about with that. So yeah, go ahead and check that stuff out. Uh, any more lowlights? Again, I feel like there probably were some, but those were definitely the two big ones. So I'll leave it at that for now. Okay. Biggest lesson I took from last year. Oh man, this is actually a big one and something that I was going to do standalone and still might do to dive into some more detail. And I guess feel free to hit me up either in the comments on YouTube or on Instagram at benjamin.m.fritz if you have feedback for me on this. But the biggest lesson that I learned here was not only for this year, but also for like the past decade of my life, really, since leaving college, working a job that I didn't feel fulfilled by, quitting that job, finding a job that I did feel fulfilled by, and then starting my own business and doing a bunch of kind of like cool stuff all within there is that... I don't need the my external world to define me. I can define my world from the inside out. And what I mean by that is that my job, my environment, all these things that I, you know, relationships, all these things that I want to have aligned with me and will always make that a priority to do so. Even though they're, I want them to be aligned, they still don't need to define me. 
and more so I can put my stamp, my energetic imprint on anything and everything that I touch and come in contact with, but also with my own experience. And like I said, there, there's, there's more that goes into that. It was a really pretty profound <laughs> um, realization that I'd had during this period of space. Once I had listened to the, the call to step back uh, during this period of space and reflection, that was really what I realized is that over the past decade, I have learned who I am. And it sounds very cliche, but it couldn't be more true in my case. With the experiences that I've had over the past decade, I know exactly who the fuck I am now. Which, if you've experienced this, you know how fucking magical and beautiful and amazing that feels. And I really, truly hope that everybody gets to experience this at some point in their lives. I've had moments of glimpses into this, I feel like, but I've just had this sense of, I just, I just know and see myself on such a deep fucking level. And because of that, everything is okay. Everything will be okay. (laughs) And and more so than that, everything's going to be fucking awesome. Not that there won't be challenges, but it's like once you know exactly who you are and your place in the world, and I mean from your romantic relationship to your friendships, to your family, to your local community, to the larger geographical region, to the world at large, to the fucking cosmos, once you know your place in all of that and once you fucking get it things are fucking gravy like and there's so many things that are like in my life right now that are are still a struggle and i really want to make that very clear uh there's lots of things that are like yeah just uh not not super smooth so i want to make it very clear but i feel like having this groundedness, this rootedness into who I am, it's like all those things become handleable. Handleable? <laughs> it's definitely not the word I'm trying to say. I was trying to make up a word and then I still said it wrong. Um, but I, I'm like capable of dealing with all of that now. Like anything seems possible again we're going back to cliches here, but it just seems so real right now. So that was my lesson was like really, really learning who I am and my place in the world, my purpose on this earth as a human, what I have to offer. All those things are crystal clear to me right now. And that is a, an absolutely incredible feeling that I just feel very grateful for. And hopefully can continue to share that with you and the world going forwards. Because again, I truly want everybody to be able to feel this. Moving on to 
the next question. We've got a few more. We're halfway through the questions, but I actually think these ones will be a little less in depth. What did I fail at? Um, so by the way, I put fail in quotes here because I don't love this word because I think that, yes, you can definitely fail at some things, but I think there's also other things that failure, we, we assume are failure, but can actually be something else like, oh, I pivoted. Oh, I decided this thing wasn't right for me. And so I made a different choice while on paper, that may look like I failed because I didn't set, do what I set out to do. It was actually the better choice for me in the long run. So I just kind of want to preface that because I don't love the word fail, but I want to, with this question, I do want to kind of highlight what didn't go as planned. Actually, I'm going to add that as an addendum to this. What didn't go as planned? The, the coaching stuff is the, the most obvious and easiest one there. Like I said, the, uh, the, the pro the group program that I ran for the first time was an epic success in, in my eyes, not some like financial epic success or anything like that. It, It wasn't, um, but based on what I wanted out of it, it was absolutely incredible, but then I didn't do anything with it, at least in the short term. I was like, oh, all right, we're scrapping that for now. We're, you know, we're getting a full-time job. No more of this. Um, obviously, that's very shortened, but you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, I mean, like objectively, that could be or would be one of them. Wasn't, again, for me, definitely not a failure, but didn't go as planned. Uh, what else did I fail at? Uh, I think I failed to be as present as possible in certain relationships. This is something that I've struggled with throughout my adult life. I feel like, I guess my whole life, mainly because I used to feel different or not like fully invested as a kid because uh, yeah, I didn't feel like people fully got me. That's changed a little bit in my adult life in that now I do have relationships where I feel like I am understood and seen and it's a two-way street. But I can get tunnel vision when I am on a creative project or when I have financial scarcity and I am trying to plug that hole, you know, that leaky bucket So yeah, there's definitely, I feel like there are ways I could have been more engaged in my marriage, more supportive of Jesse. It's something that I am going to continue to do. It's something we've talked about just in general for both of us going into this year. Um, So I guess I would throw that in that category as well. Being a good friend is something that I want to be known for and is something that I haven't always done. So that would be that. Um, Yeah, we'll see if anything else comes up, but those are kind of like the blatant ones for me. 
what did I succeed at? Like I said, we talked about it a couple of times now, the group coaching program, it was something that I, I, I felt like I had within me and I brought it to life and it was exactly what I expected and more. Uh, so that was definitely a success and a success that I will build on in the future and has very much informed. And again, this is kind of where the success failure thing are like, they're not good, great words because that being a success informed why informed my big vision and what I know I need to create or have the capacity to create in the grand scheme of things, but therefore need to reimagine what that looks like in the short term. So, so yes, so that's one, what did I succeed at? What went well? I'll write that down too. What went well? Cause I didn't have that written out. Um, uh, what else went well? Like I said, just kind of going back to what I was proud of about creating space. That's a huge, huge success for me letting go of outcomes that I was hopeful for or thought were the way that things needed to be. Um, Yeah. Being genuinely curious about why things didn't go the way that I planned or was expecting and being compassionate with myself. I really truly blew myself away in these past six months, which with how compassionate I've been able to be with myself and it's not perfect by any means. I still have days or moments where I'm just like, you fucking idiot. Uh, (laughs) But for the most part, so much more gentle and patient. And again, curious, keep using this word because it's so important with myself. And I feel like you hear this all the time in the personal growth or development space but it truly is fucking game changing. Like you you have to have that. You have to, in order to heal little T traumas, big T traumas, just personality things that you don't love about yourself or that you wish you could change. You have to be compassionate. You have to chill. You have to be gentle with yourself. And again, I I mean, I really, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm just genuinely proud of what I created. I'm going to attribute some of this to the coursework and the curriculum that I created for the meant for more coaching program, the group coaching program, which will also be available, spoiler alert, as an online course at some point in 2022. I don't know when, but it will be, um, yeah, I, I did. I mean, I put in practice. It's not like I just put these things together and then have people do it. Like I put this stuff into practice. I very much wholeheartedly believe in the frameworks that I created and using those, leaning into those. It wasn't the only thing. There's been other things I've used as well, but having those and embodying that has really really helped me and given me a lens to see and know myself on a level deeper than I ever have before. Uh, So yeah, huge, huge success for any of you who know what it feels like to have and live with a, an intense inner critic 
or to feel like you're always messing up or you're never quite good enough, or you can always find a mistake in what you did or always frustrated about, you can never reach your own high standard or the bar that you set for yourself. You know what that feels like. And I just want to let you know here that it is possible. If I can shift this in myself, this belligerent asshole to myself, uh, then you can too. So please know that it's possible and please know that it does feel amazing and will quite literally be game-changing. So as I said, uh, inner child work is huge. Parts work is huge. The work and what I've created has kind of brought in all of those things. So if that's something that's interesting to you, just keep an eye out for that because I will have um, that in the new year. I'll also uh, put in the uh, description here, my guided audio for kind of like the getting you started on this, the, the, the full deep dive is within the coursework, but um, I do have a guided meditation. That's more of like an embodiment session that allows you to experience some of this work, uh, kind of, like I said, like inner child slash parts work that uh, I've created. So I would recommend you check that out if you are interested. I'll put that down below. By the way, I totally wasn't planning on self-promoting here, but um, because I do truly believe in this stuff, I here I am, I'm doing it. And it feels, feels really good, feels really aligned because again, I want all of this for you. Uh, okay, next, we're almost done here. Last couple, what surprised me the most? I really didn't even have like something specific I was thinking about when I wrote this question, but I just, I thought it would be interesting. Um, what surprised me? Yeah, I'm kind of uh, beating a dead horse at this point, but uh, my ability to lean into space and grace with myself, which is actually pretty cool. Cause now that I think about it, those are two words that I came up with in the previous year in 2020 that I kind of brought into what I was talking about on Instagram and in coaching and for myself that I was focusing on. So, Hey, look at that. I didn't even know that, but yeah, space and grace are two things that I, uh, just, I, I'm really pretty surprised at how I was able to do that. By the way, I'm starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable. This really wasn't meant to be me celebrating myself. I do think that is very important. I think it's something that, especially as a big thinker, deep feeler, feels uncomfortable to us because we were either explicitly or implicitly told or received the messaging that that wasn't good. You should be humble. You should be quiet. Just you know, put your head down and do the work. But I also do think it's very, very important for us to genuinely, deeply celebrate ourselves and be proud of the way that we've showed up when that is deserved, you know, like when we've actually done the work to get to that place uh, and not from a place that is just arrogant or um, you know, loudly speaking about yourself. I think we all know those types of people. And that's, that's not what we're doing here in this space, but yeah, pleasantly surprised by that. 
Um, any other surprises? Mm, I'm going to say no. I think that was pretty much it. All right. How do I want to build on all of the above experiences from last year? Yeah, I really, so this is where I'll definitely share, you know, kind of like a, a humbling experience. I want to take all of these things that I've learned and experienced and embody them in my day-to-day life. That is not something that I've done well, kind of, you know, relating back to the being present in relationships, uh, having tunnel vision in what I'm setting out to do. That whole thing, that kind of just general energy is something that I want to let go of and just let fade away compassionately as much as I kind of want to burn the shit out of it. And (laughs) uh, I can burn it, but I can do so in a way that feels reverent and not angry Um, because I know where that comes from. I know that there's a lot of fear in that tunnel vision. I know that there's a lot of fear and scarcity in not being able to be present relationships because I need to, provide for myself and I need to stay alive and all those deeper, um, very kind of like visceral nervous system experiences. So yeah, I want to, I, like I'd said earlier, I I know exactly who the fuck I am now and that's awesome. But now it's all about embodying that from moment to moment. I don't like I'm 33 years old, turning 34 in July. I want to genuinely be able to say that I, and I'm human, obviously, so there will be moments where this doesn't happen, but I genuinely want to say that in more moments than not, I am showing up as exactly who I am, like what I have the ultimate capacity to be. I want to be showing up in my true nature. I believe that we are all beautiful beings at our core that have just some level of trauma on top of that. And all of our true nature is pure love. I I really, again, hippy dippy, but I truly, truly believe it at our core. I believe that we are all pure love. I believe that we are all have different unique gifts and each one of us is an integral part to the whole And so for me, I want to do my part to embody those pieces of myself in every moment that I can possibly do so. And that's not to put pressure on myself, but that is just the intention that I'm going to come back to is embody my true nature in every moment possible. I kind of mentioned this final question within there, but what do I want or slash need to let go of in order to do so? Yeah, it's just the that scarcity and fear that lives within me that what I have right now is not enough or that I need to fight for survival or that I need to be making progress. Otherwise, I will die essentially like that sounds dramatic but like at the experience the the the, 
nervous system level of my experience, that is what is happening. It's essentially my system being like, I will die. I will perish if I am not constantly striving and moving forwards. And those are things that I know to be untrue. And therefore, and I've done a lot of my own kind of embodied somatic work in order to let these things go, but I'm going to continue to do that going into this year. And so that I can be present in all those moments, because that is really the, the, the one thing that's in the way. And that is cock blocking me, cutting me off from being in my true beauteous nature. All right. That was it for my questions. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling at peace. I'm feeling like I shared what I wanted to share. Uh, I didn't, you know, as I said, I didn't have these questions written out beforehand. The, The questions were written out. I didn't have answers written out for the questions. I had kind of a general idea of where I was going to be going with each one of these, but I kind of just let it flow in the moment as well. But yeah, I, I feel pretty complete. I feel like emotionally and my nervous system is just kind of like, all right, I'm good. I will again, acknowledge that there's like a little discomfort in my body that I tooted my own horn a little bit too much, which I don't believe that I did. I did it from a grounded place of being truly proud, which is, like I said, incredibly healing for anybody, but specifically big thinkers and deep feelers to lean into. If you are an empath or highly sensitive person, finding comfortability in being proud of yourself is likely one of the hardest things you can do, but of course, then is also one of the most healing. So I am, yeah, I'm, I'm embracing it. I am just kind of acknowledging that there is a little bit of discomfort there, but I feel really, really good about what I was able to share today. And yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this as well. I hope that you enjoy answering the questions for yourself. I would love to hear from you if there's anything that you connected with based on what I shared, uh, questions you have on it. Um, I would love to hear your own responses or anything that you come up with that feels interesting or meaningful. I would love, love, love for you to share. It's much more interesting and exciting for me when there is, I feel connected to you. I'm here for you at all times. I'm going to be there energetically for you, but I would love to feel that back from you as well. So if you feel pulled to share anything, please, please do. I would love to hear from you. And yeah, with that... I really, yeah, I just want to thank you for sharing this space with me as well and for seeing me and accepting me and allowing me to share this hour with you because this is really meaningful to me and I know that you have plenty of other things you could be doing with your time and your energy. So thank you, friend, truly, truly, truly. Uh, And yeah, I'm excited for this year. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me. We've got all the things happening. 
let's let's be on this path together. So subscribe if you are here on YouTube. If you are on the podcast, keep on listening. Or you guys can you know jump from platform to platform. Check me out on the other one because part of the plan this year is to do a little bit different types of content on each one. So I would love to see and connect with you on both. But with that, thank you so much for hanging out. I will talk to you in the very near future, my friend. Much love, Benjamin.